Well, hello there, lovely people in listening land. Thanks for tuning in to American West History and Lore. I am your host, indeed, Paul Workman, and on today's episode, we have a strange tale about the Donner Party, particularly concerning one member of the party who happened to survive the tragedy and was essentially marked as a bad apple for the rest of his days. Perhaps it's not the most uplifting American West story we could tell on the program. However, history is full of negatives and positives, and honestly, it's important to document and retell both sides. But having said that, if you have little ones around while you are listening, perhaps this episode isn't for them. There are just a few quotes and from journal entries and facts mentioned on this episode that may not be suitable for little ears. Also on this episode... We venture back to the Explorers of the West segment and talk a little bit about Jedediah Smith. But on to our main feature for this episode, entitled Kessberg the Cannibal. We all know it. The stranger-than-fiction story that encompasses humans having to eat other humans in order to try and survive a long, harsh winter trapped in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Most of us hear the words Donner Party, and instantly think of a group who found themselves so hungry that their only option was to become cannibals. But that's typically where people leave it. Most people have probably never even looked into the whole story to figure out why they did what they did. There are journal entries that explain their situation, and to be honest, who are we to judge their actions? Hunger, the cold, and isolation can, in some cases, make someone do things that otherwise they may not. This group, I'm sure, didn't happily choose to eat each other, but rather did it out of desperation, at least most of them anyways. The story goes that one member of the Donner Party may have developed an unhealthy appetite for human flesh, a Mr. Lewis Kessberg to be exact. It is appropriate to first, in a condensed fashion that is, give a little background of the Donner Party from its genesis. It was spring of 1846, and a man by the name of George Donner had placed an advertisement in the Springfield, Illinois Gazette for as many as eight young men basically touting that, to those interested, much land was available for the taking in California, and it wouldn't cost them anything. It wasn't just young men that answered the call, however. It was whole families. The exact number of people associated with the Donner Party varies, but it was approximately 87 men, women, and children. Their journey west began three years before the gold rush in 1846 as part of the settling of the west. Along their journey, a few members passed away, but it wasn't until their use of an untried shortcut known as the Hastings Cutoff that would cut the lives of some 40 people short. The cutoff proved unsuccessful and fatal when it was discovered to be more treacherous than thought which added more time to their trip and ended up leaving them stuck in the Sierra Nevada mountains during one of the harshest winters known in that area. It was late October of 1846, and the first blizzard hit them hard. They stopped and proceeded to build shelters, and after being weeks behind schedule, the party soon found that their food supply had become diminished. They had even resorted to boiling and eating the hides of their cattle, One can imagine how hungry a person can get when they haven't eaten for a while. Members of the party began to die within the Sierra Nevada mountains, and that's when the survivors made the decision to partake of the deceased, 
giving them a glimmer of hope that they might survive. Now, it's said that one member of the Donner Party, Louis Kessberg, developed an unhealthy appetite for human flesh. It is said that he loved it so much that rather than waiting for members of the party to die of starvation or of the cold, he would murder the party members just to satisfy his cravings. Of course, this sounds like a legend, and perhaps it is, but there is some pretty heavy evidence to back the claims up. A party member named Tamson Donner had a choice to make. A rescue crew was being sent in to take her and her children to California, and her choice was either to stay with her dying husband or leave with the rescue crew with her children, leaving her husband alone to die. She opted to send her children with the crew and stayed with her husband. When rescue crews came back to pick up any remaining survivors, Kessberg was the only one still alive. Now, Tamson Donner and her family supposedly had some gold and silver that they had brought along on their trek west, and it is also said that Kessberg was most likely healthy and strong enough to leave with earlier rescue parties, but his accusers state that he stayed put because of his love for human flesh and organs, as well as his desire to steal the Donner's riches. According to the final rescue team's leader, Thomas Fallon, in a diary he said to have kept, he states that they, quote, expected to find some of the sufferers alive, Mrs. Donner and Kessberg in particular, entered the cabins and a horrible scene presented itself. Human bodies terribly mutilated, legs, arms, and skulls scattered in every direction. One body supposed to be that of Mrs. Eddie lay near the entrance, the limbs severed off and a frightful gash in the skull. The flesh was nearly consumed from the bones and a painful stillness pervaded the place. End quote. Yeah, pretty harsh. Of course, because the, the information is out there, and it would not be fair to omit one important claim. According to B. Scott Christmas in his book, Tragedy in the Sierra Nevada, A Narrative of the Donner Party, he states that most likely the said journal was invented by the newspaper that had published its entries, and that the journal in question has never been found. In any event, it is all part of the lore behind the Donner Party and therefore is still relevant. Continuing on with the journal, there are supposedly many accusations against Kessberg in it. One particularly disturbing incident is that he blatantly ignored available cattle beef, which was uncovered by the melting snow, and chose the human flesh instead, and of course was accused of stealing the Donner money. Kessberg allegedly stated that the rescue crew threatened to hang him if he didn't tell them where the money was. He eventually gave in and gave them what gold he had and told them there where the silver was buried. Kessberg, having survived a harsh situation, was rescued and started a new life in California. But I'm sure it couldn't have been easy. You see, he had become the villain. He was known as Maneater and Kessberg the Cannibal for the rest of his days. He had been accused of killing people for food. I suppose it's one thing to eat the already dead out of necessity, but to blatantly kill for pure pleasure? Well, that's just wrong. Kessberg was known to rub people the wrong way. It is said that he was abusive to his wife and that his children hated him. So even if he didn't actually do the things he was accused of, it could have been just a good excuse to rub his name in the dirt by the ones that also survived the trek west with the Donner crew. 
His life after the event was difficult. Aside from losing two children during the expedition and having lost one sometime before the expedition, he had eight more children. All but one preceded him in death. Working was difficult because once people found out who he was, he became a laughingstock. Kessberg's story is sad, but what's more sad is the entire tragedy of the Donner Party. It's a good reminder to, for the most part, follow the beaten path. Now it's time again for... Explorers of the West. On top of being one of America's most well-known fur trappers, Jedediah Smith was also one of America's greatest explorers. He was born in Bainbridge, New York in 1799. In 1822, along with many other adventurous young men, Smith signed on with William H. Ashley, a pioneer in the fur trading business, and, and headed west. While trying to figure out the best areas to find beaver and otter, Ashley entrusted Smith with the task of searching for them. Jed and a small group of mountain men explored the Black Hills area of South Dakota, where, unfortunately for old Jed, he was mauled by a grizzly bear. But Jedediah was strong and survived the ordeal. Perhaps one of Smith's most notable exploration discoveries was that of the South Pass in 1829. South Pass not only benefited trappers, it also benefited migrants heading to the West Coast. After William Ashley decided he wanted to call it quits in the fur trading business, Smith and two others partnered up and took it over. While heading to Santa Fe in 1830, Smith was out scouting for water when he was killed by some Comanche Indians. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of American West History and Lore. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, feel free to shoot me an email at thepkworkman at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-P-K-W-O-R-K-M-A-N at gmail.com. I would love to hear your, your feedback as well from uh, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher, whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. And then share the show if you'd like. If you're, if you're uh, enjoying what you're hearing, feel free to send it on to the next person. And uh, hopefully let's get some, get some good ears listening to this show. So thanks, guys, and we'll catch you next time.